Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Love Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese. Welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. Got a great gig for you going on tonight here. Got an interview with Tony Harnell, former TNT singer, now front in the Mercury Train. And a little bit followed up by Ruthless. This is the second time the guys are going to be calling in. I had them back on the show. I had them on the show about a year ago. I believe everybody from the band is going to be calling in later on the show. So how about now we kick things off with a little TNT, a little Seven Seas.
There you go, a little Ludo. That was off his last record, a little Doom Ride. And like I said, this month we've been featuring a lot of uh, German bands. And there's one more to add to the list. I can't believe this month is almost over. We're down to the last uh, week and a half, two weeks. It's flying by this year. It's incredible. Let's see what's going on here. I saw in the paper today that ACDC was uh, the number two earner out of all, all out of all music bands touring record-wise this year, not just rock and metal. That's pretty impressive for a band that's been around as long as they are. That they're still selling what they are. That's great news also. Also, uh, Frankie Benali is trying to put together a, a quiet docu- a quiet Riot documentary, and he's looking for people to donate money to the cause. I guess the company he hired is saying that they wanted to raise, I think, $20,000, and if they don't raise it by a certain date, they won't charge anybody's credit card for it. But uh, if they do raise the money, you know, you'll contribute to it. It would be nice if they gave you a free copy of them when they're done, but you probably won't even get that. But if you're interested in donating that, go check Frankie Benali out on uh, MySpace or Facebook, and you can throw some money into that cause. Uh, what else is going on here? David Reese. I was supposed to have David on last year. He's getting ready to record a solo record. And uh, he called me out saying his record company didn't want him to come on just now because uh, they wanted to do this big promotion behind the record. Meanwhile, the album came out. I don't think anybody knew it came out or anybody bought it. And I think he realized it. So he just got done uh, putting back together Bangalore Choir. And uh, they're getting ready to release a new record, I believe, in September called Cadence. Uh, they were kind of like a, a hair metal band back in the day, but they were pretty good. And I, always, I actually enjoyed the album that David did with the except, you know, uh, wasn't one of the best ones, but it was more than as bad as I thought it would have been at the time. And he also did something, I think, with Gypsy Rose about a year or so ago. Another band he was in right before uh, the solo album came out or didn't come out, whatever the deal was with that. And uh, let's see what else we got here. I saw Dee Snyder last week. He was on America's Got Talent. It's fun to watch that, but I tell you, if I have to see that constant team of from uh, American Idol one more time, I think I'm going to kill myself. That guy's been hanging on to those 15 minutes of fame. It's way too long. It's time that somebody ditched this guy. But that's about all that's going on. And uh, Gravedigger's got a new record coming out in October called The Clans Will Rise Again. These guys have put out records steadily throughout the 80s. They're another great German metal band. So keep your eye out for that one. And when it does come out, we'll get it and we'll have the music on here for you. I'm actually trying to reach out to those guys to get them uh, to do an interview. It's hard with a lot of the European bands because I can't get them on live because of a time difference most of the time, so I have to play pre-recorded interviews. So even if I can get that, it would be great, because I've been a big fan of those guys since the 80s. Even when they turned their name to Dig, they tried to become a hair metal band. Didn't quite work out, but that's what they tried. All right, how about we do our demolition segment right now, get that out of the way before we uh, have the Tony Harnell interview coming up in about 10 minutes. This is a band called Fire. I remember them from, from back in the, the late 80s, but I couldn't find any information on them anywhere on the Internet. I was lucky enough to dig up a picture somewhere from another website that I contribute to. Uh, so that was the only reason I even have that. But uh, this is the one and only recording. Uh, it's a female-fronted metal band out of California. I wish I had more to give you, but the demo is up on the block spot. It's not bad stuff. Here's a song called, uh, let's see what I get off here. We'll do a Never Run.
you go. That was Fire. That's this week's demolition segment download. Head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot right now and download yourself a copy of that demo. Sounded pretty good. It held up quite well, I must say. I believe it was from the late 80s. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Probably 87 or 88. You can head over there right now and grab a copy of it. All right, we'll have that interview with Tony Harnell in about 10 minutes, followed up by uh, the gang from Ruthless are going to be calling in. Uh, we got a couple of shows coming up in Europe, I believe, this fall, and uh, we'll talk to them about that and everything else going on out in sunny California with the guys. Some lineup changes and a few other things happening. We'll get into all that a little later. All right, how about right now we do a little Wasted, a band that featured uh, Pete Way from UFO on bass back in the day. And I believe, I forgot the singer's name. Was it uh, Sin, I think? I always liked his voice. I thought it was really raunchy and dirty and just had a great vibe to it. About a little woman in chains.
Wasted over there. A woman in Chains. That comes off the Vice's record, the first album the band put out. Some good stuff there. I think the band's still together with Finn fronting them, but, uh, you know, P-Way's been back with uh, UFO for a long time now. All right, in a few more minutes, i got a couple more songs on. Then we'll have an interview with Tony Harnell, followed by our interview with Ruthless. I'll probably just keep the music going so I can get all the scrammed into the two-hour show here. Uh, like I said, uh, we're featuring a lot of German bands this month, and none other than Creator off the first record, Bonebreaker. Sunday Night Spotlight Artist by Razorwire. 
got you our Sunday Night Spotlight artist, Razor Boy. A little Iron Maiden sound in there at the end, if you ask me, but a great band, solid band. Go check them out. There's a link to them up on the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot. And while you're there, you can also download a copy of this week's Demolition Demo segment by Fire. Right now, let's get this interview with Tony Hanel going. Yeah. Yes. Hey, how are you? Hey. Is that Mike? Yeah, it's Mike. It's great to have you call in. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Are you in New York? Looks like a oh, New York yeah. Oh, yeah. We're in New York. Oh, I could have come to your uh, come to your studio if you wanted. Could have came and did a live one right here. I didn't know. Uh, you're all over the place these days, it seems. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah, I just got home from Europe a couple days ago, but I'm here. Oh, that's great. How'd everything go over there? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Uh, things are really going great for you right now. Uh, you got the Mercury Train going, round trip. Uh, how's everything yeah. going with that album? It's going great, yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it comes out in America on the 27th of July, and uh, it just came out in most territories of Europe, and um, it's the reviews have been great, and, you know, people are, are really surprised because when they first heard that it was, uh, you know, re-recorded songs and so forth, stripped-down stuff, they immediately kind of think one thing, but when they hear it, they're they're really quite surprised at how cool a record it is. Yeah, my, myself included. I didn't know what to expect when I heard it, and it's a lot of old TNT, and then you also have some uh, some West Wheel stuff in there too, right? Yeah, there's there's uh, let's see, there's one West World song I believe, and then mo- most of it's TNT, and then there's one new song, um, and uh, a lot of the TNT that I chose, there's there's three old classics from the '80s, and then moving forward, there's a bunch of '90s stuff, and then there's some 2000 stuff in there. So it's uh, it's kind of a mix of all three decades of TNT, and uh, and then some Westworld, and then there is a Starbreaker song, but it's only on the Japanese version. Uh, so those Japanese get everything over there. Well, you know, there's one song they didn't get, which is on the world version, which is um, "When I'm Away," and okay. they, the reason the reason they didn't get that one is because that was a bonus track on my religion in 2004 for the TNT record. So it's kind of whatever. <laughs> you know, I yeah, hate bonus uh, track stuff. I, I don't like that. Yeah, I know. but you got to do it. Yeah, well, you know, rock is really big over in Japan and in, in Europe, especially in Germany and a lot of other countries. Here, we're finally, we're finally playing catch-up again since the 80s, I and mean, things have really been getting good over the last decade, and, you know, it's looking promising again here in America, so that's a good sign. Well, you know, I don't know if it's even just, you know, obviously there's an 80s um, renaissance or, or whatever you want to call it going on, and... Uh, yeah. That happens all the time, you know, a couple decades go by and people get interested in, you know, in a certain decade again. But I think um, rock in general is just kind of coming on strong right now. I mean, Stone Temple Pilots just put out a great album. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you got uh, some great bands out there like Alter Bridge and Slash just put out a great album. But, you know, I wouldn't say Slash's album is necessarily an 80s-sounding album all the way. It's kind of yeah. a, just a good rock record. So I, I think just rock is is making an impact right now again. And that's, that's always good news. And, and you've been always. around this business for a, a long time. you spent a lot of your career with the TNT. You know, yeah. today, today it's possible to play with any band anywhere because of the Internet and computers and technology. But going back yeah. to the 80s, how did that work out for you being from here with the band being over there? A lot of traveling, man. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of, frequent, a lot of frequent flyer miles racked yeah. up. You know, so, yeah, I mean, we, but we worked... Uh, in the early days, we worked a lot in the States. Um, you know, they actually moved here for a few months, and we uh, we were really trying to um, get a lot done over here. 
So we, we lived in Long Island uh, in a band house out there that we had, and we did uh, our first video, and we signed our first contracts and rehearsed and did a little tour um, and just, you know, kind of get got things going over here. And then, uh, you know, then I'd go over there for long periods of time and write and record and so forth. A lot of back and forth going on. Yeah, definitely a lot of traveling. Today, bands, I mean, most members aren't even in the same state or country, and they, they have these projects going full-time, so it, it has made yeah. it a lot easier. It has. I mean, there's a certain certain thing that's great about that, and then there's a certain coldness involved with it. I, I'm i kind of old school. I, I, go, I definitely go both ways, but, um, you know, for example, with the Starbreaker projects, uh, the second one in particular, I actually went to Sweden so I could sit in the same room with the guitar player, Magnus, and just write the songs. And once we could write them together, then when we separated and got into the digital thing, we at least had the organic beginning of the song that we created together so that there was that energy flowing through it. And that made a big difference because once the thing is, you know, the writing process is for me, the most important part of any album and it usually happens very organically very much in the beginning of the record and I just don't think that every now and again you can hit on a magical song when somebody sends you music tracks that are already finished but mm, I think nine times out of ten when you're in the same room the, the creativity is on a much higher level than sending sort of cold tracks back and forth so uh, I like to try to do it that way if possible and the Mercury Train album, all the guys are in New York, so we actually were in the studio together, you know, making making the album. So it was it was cool. Yeah, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I know people take advantage of the technology. That is the way it's supposed to be. A band should be together. You know, when you hear something, it's easy to contribute right there. What you feel should go into it. Then, you know, emailing back and forth MP3s and tracks all the time. And I mean, I, I love the work that you've done with Mags. I'm a big fan of his from Primal Fear. Uh, yeah. I think he's a great guitar player. Used to work well together, and I felt the same about when you, in Westworld with Mark. I think Mark yeah. is like one of the most underrated musicians out there, especially with Riot. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He's a great guy, and we we had a really good songwriting chemistry. In fact, I think the chemistry that we had, especially for me on the second album, Skin, there was definitely something very very cool going on there. That happens a lot when you when you start a project and you get into that second album. Often. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration going on because you've 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 you kind of got over the hump of you know you you've kissed and you've had your first date on the first yeah. album and now yeah. now you're ready to kind of like you know let let your hair down and just kind of you know dig in without being afraid of what's going to happen and so uh, yeah we had a really good uh, writing chemistry going for a little while there and uh, uh, it definitely um, I mean I I have that with a lot of people though I find it. And if I if I find the right person and I know that they're really talented and I sit down with them, it's it's pretty easy for me to get a good. Uh, if I like them as a person and they have talent, it's easy to get a good writing chemistry going. If they're not nice people, nothing's going to work anyway. It doesn't matter how good they are. Uh, but uh, I like writing with other people. Yeah, I, well, I, I guess one of the experiences that wasn't so great was probably Brazen Abbott. Yeah, you know what happens sometimes. Um, it was something that Joel Turner, who, who's a good friend of mine, he recommended uh, the project to me and and uh, me to the project. Um, it was at a time where I was just kind of doing a lot. You know, I was I was uh, 
uh, you know, I think that year I put a lot of music out. I think I put out uh, the TNT, a TNT album, the, the, uh, the first Starbreaker album, Brazen Abbott, and I think I did a couple other tracks on a few other things. Um, just very energetic that year, and uh, I just kind of slipped that in between a couple of other things. And yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't the most pleasant experience of my life, that's for sure. But um, I think the tracks came out okay. I, I actually haven't listened to them for years, so I, I really can't remember what they sound like. But uh, uh, but you know, I don't I don't think about that too much. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, I had Joe on the show, and we were talking about that project. And he was yeah. saying that some people, you know, weren't crazy about his others. I think it, would, it, would, it might have been you, because you there's only about three singers on there. I think you, uh, Glenn Hughes, was on there, and, uh, and Joe at the time? Uh, I'm not sure. I think the one that I did was um, me, Joe, and Goran Edmund, and Gorn, maybe it. maybe maybe and Landa, but I can't remember. I could be wrong. That doesn't matter. That's all. That's all the past, and right now it's all about about your new project, which we're all looking forward to. And I know you got a show coming up in New York uh, at the end of the month, don't you? Yeah, July thirtieth is the record release party, um, Rockwood Music Hall. Um, so for all the New Yorkers out there, please come down. You can uh, actually get tickets online. They're twelve dollars in advance, which is um, you know it's Great a little deal. bit of a savings. And uh, we're going to be selling the CD there in case you don't get it ahead of time. Um, uh, we don't have a lot of copies, so get there early. And um, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be. We'll be running through most of the album. We'll have a couple surprises, a couple of new songs, and uh, it's going to be a fun night. I'm definitely going to be there at night for that show. It's going to be good. I'll keep pushing it up until the date, and we'll get everybody cool. out yeah, there. Get those New Yorkers out there. Exactly. Yeah, it's Rockwood Music Hall. Um, just if they go to go google that they'll find the website and uh, they'll they'll see the information for the show it's uh they have two clubs next to each other so they should make sure that they go to stage two which is the bigger of the two rooms and uh, that's where i'll be uh shows at eight o'clock yeah that should be good i also hear that you're going over to spain in uh uh i guess october november you're going to be doing working in, uh on the queen show with a symphony orchestra that's right yeah spain in november it's a full 45 piece symphony orchestra with a band three singers, um, I'll be doing about eight songs, and uh, I'll be there the whole month of uh, November pretty much, um, between the rehearsals and the show, so if anybody happens to be in Spain or hears this and lives, lives in Spain, you know, we have the internet now, so there's no, uh, no, no, uh, you know, no reason they couldn't uh, be living there and listening to this show, so. No, not That's at all. Be a, fun. Big, yeah, a big part of my audience is, uh, is from Spain. They, they got a great oh, cool. live in a rock community over there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, but we're really, we're really uh, right now. I'm just really excited about this album um, because it's, uh, you know, when you go back and re-record your songs, it's um, people don't understand how it's such a great opportunity to be able to do that actually. Because obviously, I didn't want to mess with them with the original versions. They're classics. I think they're they were recorded great. Yeah. Um, it was a fluke the way the album and the idea for it came about. It was something. Definitely not something I would have thought of doing three years ago or would have even been interested in doing until I put this band together in New York and started doing live shows with this stripped-down approach. And I gave them carte blanche just to have a lot of fun with the arrangements and uh, not feel restricted at all to stick to the original versions. And um, it really created something special. And when we started to make the album, it started to evolve more and more and more. And I really realized that um, that I had something here uh, as I was starting to wrap up the vocals. And um, I think if uh, 
I think people should check it out just based on if they're a fan of mine or if, even if they're not, but they kind of liked what I did before. This will really shake the foundation of, of what they thought I was or who I was as far as a singer. It's, um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's just a very cool, very different record, and I have to give my band a lot of credit for uh, their contributions and uh, Bruno Ravel for his great job mixing the album. Yeah, people who haven't gotten it yet, because, you know, you can buy stuff today on the Internet from, you know, even though it released over in Europe, but in a few weeks people here will be able to get it right here. When yeah. you went over, when you picked out some of the songs to go over them, were there any ones that you, like, over the years from performing them with TNT that you said, I wish I, we could add this to it or change that, and then you were able to do that on some of the ones you picked out? Well, the interesting thing about most of the songs I chose was that we hard, we pretty much never played a lot of these songs live. So um, when you think about, like, Month of Sundays, I think we played maybe a handful of times live. Um and uh, same goes for Somebody Told You, because we only did them on that one particular tour in 97, and we never played them again. And uh, I thought it was a shame. Part of, the, part of the opportunity I had here was to take songs that I thought were great that didn't get a lot of attention the first time around, and maybe I also thought I could maybe kind of put them in a different light by re-recording them. I could take the best qualities out of the song, and sort of uh, accentuate them. And um, I think we accomplished that on quite a few of these. And like somebody told you, it's a completely different song, but it has it captured what I thought it had in it in the first place, which is a really strong blues feel to it. Yeah. And we just really pulled that out completely and accentuated that, and uh, it really came out amazing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, for me it was just a matter of, of you know, like I said, giving attention to songs that, that I didn't think got enough attention. And uh, the old classics, I just wanted to rework them as much as I could. And, you know, if anybody has heard 10,000 Lovers from the new record, they'll they'll hear that it's about as different as a song could be <laughs> yeah, I was, from the original. Yeah, I was going to say that, because you, you listen to the album, and, and this probably doesn't make any sense, but you have that familiar feeling to it, but yet you feel like you're listening to something brand new. And that was the hard thing to accomplish, and I think you did it. Thank you. That that's exactly what I wanted, and uh, I think the album was, you know, with with the band that I put together. Everybody is so creative, and we got when we were working together, we just had fun. That was the key: is we just had a lot of fun, and we were very creative. And um, we had it was kind of cool because we had these songs already, so it wasn't like we had to write anything. We just had these blueprints, and we could kind of do whatever we wanted. And I I pushed them to take it as far as they could imagine. And some of the songs aren't that different from the originals. I'd say there's probably three or four that are pretty much, um, you know, relatively close. Even so, though, even when you listen to those, they appear to be close. But when you when you dig in a little bit, you'll hear that, you know, the drum pattern might be quite different or the, the, the background vocals are quite different. The instrumentation is obviously different. Bass lines are different. So, um, yeah, it was uh, very fun to do, and I'm really glad I did it. I... I didn't quite know why I was doing it at first, but as we got into the record, I you know, sometimes things come to light, you know, when you're in the middle of something and you realize the reason that you're doing it later. And um, I think for me, this has become kind of a way for me to close the door to the past uh, on my own terms and just sort of say, I really had a great time. This was a great period for me. 
Um, here are these songs kind of redone in a kind of a little updated way. Um, at many times, they're it's a little more current sounding, but still the songs are there. You can hear them, and uh, it's a way for me to uh, get something back to the fans. They're, everyone's a little bit older now. It's a way to listen to these songs, and like you said, they sound kind of fresh. Um, they're more mellow, and um, and it allows me to sort of um, really take back the songs, really appreciate them, have a lot of pride in, in the whole era that I spent with the band and that era, and just kind of gently say goodbye to that part of my career, because, you know, as a musician going forward, I really want to try new things and experiment with different types of, um, you know, sounds and different kinds of music, and I don't want to feel restricted to that you know, nostalgic thing anymore per se. It's not to say that I'm not to say that I'm not going to do some of these songs live ever again. It's just that I'm really moving someplace else, and this is a cool way to bridge the gap, I think, between the past and the future. Uh, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, you've left behind a, a great legacy so far between you know Morning Wood and Westworld, and 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 everything you've done with Teen Tate. And you also uh, you also worked with Al Petrelli for a while. Is that something you guys just together or because and, and Mortimer came out of that yeah no that you know the morning wood project was just that you know, we met each other at a, a recording studio when we were working and TNT was working on um, realized fantasies out in Long Island and um, you know we hit it off and we bec and I was living in Long Island so uh, when the record was done we, we we remained friends and we started to do some acoustic gigs together and different things and we're just having a lot of fun, and then this record just sort of came about, um, the Morning Wood album, similar to how this album came about. Totally different albums. Yeah, they're both they're both acoustic based. They both have um, electric guitar solos and so forth, but um, they are completely different animals. Um, yeah. And I love both albums, you know, equally. I think I, I think though, if I were to have to say, I know everybody says this, but I I do think that now looking at Round Trip. I think it has an edge because I just think that, you know, the Morning Wood album was 15, 16 years ago, and I just, I just think I'm a better singer now than I was then, and I think that I, I strive to get better every year, and I think that uh, that's really probably the biggest difference. And plus, it's my songs and not cover songs, so that's a big sure. difference as well. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to believe that's well, 15 years ago already. I mean, time is just I know. flying. It's just flying by. Do you have any plans on getting the band out on the road? Uh, is it possible? Um, you know, we're going to do this show, and uh, and we'll see what happens with the album. There's going to be a lot of press in Europe in the coming weeks, and in, in America as well, um, doing a lot of press right now. So we'll see what happens. If there's a demand for it, these you know, I'll take these guys anywhere, and uh, hopefully there will be, because I really think it's a great project. I think it's um, a project that is bigger than what it seems it's more than what it appears it's not just a you know re-recorded thing to stick out between a couple of other albums it really is a special record and i think people should hear what we're doing with this live and um so hopefully the opportunity i mean i definitely got my plate full with a lot of stuff right now but i would definitely clear it if people were interested in having the mercury train come out on the road Definitely. It's always good to be busy in this business, and you know it's been a rough one over the last decade or so and everything. How do you see the business end of the music today compared to when you first started out? Well, it's a, it's, it's, it couldn't be more different. It might as well be a different business. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really apples and oranges. So I, I, 
uh, I think that at the end of the day, I think that um, you know if you if you just follow your heart, if you do good work, um, and you really believe in what you're doing, I think good things will come. I think I think I, I got into a little bit of a a little bit of a thing for a couple of years um, after I left TNT. You know, I had some some big big personal uh, stuff going on that sort of uh, knocked me out of music for about a year. Um, but uh, outside of that, I think I was just kind of struggling with, you know, do I please, do I do, do I kind of drop my integrity and just do things to please a certain, you know, uh, segment of my fan base? Or do I really just kind of follow my heart and do what I feel in my gut? And I think um, the more things I do, the more I come to that conclusion that the right thing for me to do is to is to follow my gut and not try to be a nostalgia act. I, my band was never big enough that it would really earn me that much money to go out and play TNT songs anyway. So for me, it's I don't really consider that it's rolling the dice. I just consider that you know if I go forward and just kind of make music that I feel like making, you know I, I know what my fans kind of like, so I have that in my mind. Um, but I don't consider that compromising. I consider if if a label says we want you to do a an 80s style melodic rock slash AOR kind of record, I just I don't see the point of it. There's nothing new new that I think I can bring to that. I think all the best music in that genre has already been done, and anything that I've heard recently is just rehashing that. So, um, you know, I'm not looking to reinvent the wheel or anything, but I just think that as far as using my voice, I want to experiment and use it in different ways. And I think this record shows that too. Even though these are familiar songs, I think when people hear this album, they'll hear they'll hear me in a new light. And uh, and that's pretty much what I want to do from album to album: is just experiment with my voice and with my writing, lyrics, all of that stuff, and and just try to get better and better and better at what I do at my craft. And um, that's what'll keep me inspired. If I have to placate, you know, to uh, uh, to a certain demographic or something i'm going to feel extremely stifled and i'll get really bored and i think that's going to show in the music um so i'd rather just take chances <laughs> no, that, that's the way you have to be i don't think you've ever been stagnant in your entire music career i think you've always offered something different and new with each project and each album and, and well i agree you've just taken it to the next level i appreciate your uh your your, your positive words i I think I maybe have uh, taken some safe, safe steps along the way and made made a couple records that were uh, you know maybe uh, not as great as others. But um, but I think the ones that uh, that I like the best maybe weren't the best sellers. But uh, you know I just I don't know I, I have to I'd rather it, it's really funny because when you do certain things people say oh he's selling out and um, but it's really it's really for me. Uh, there's nothing I could do to sell out more than to go back and try to make a some kind of duplication of Tell No Tales or Intuition. That, to me, would be the biggest sellout that I could do. And um, Because that's the obvious way for me to, you know, that's what most people would tell me would be my easiest way to make the most money. But uh, quite honestly, um, you know, me doing something else or, or taking a left turn or doing something different is really the opposite of selling out. It's really me taking a, a big, big risk and saying, "I don't know if this is going to work, but I got to, I got to do it. <laughs> I got to try it." 
Exactly. Were there any projects that you worked on or any songs where you thought this was like this was like unbelievable and then it just it bombed out on you? It didn't hit its mark? Uh I really thought the last um I really thought the last Starbreaker album should have done a lot better than it did. I don't think that the um the marketing uh was exactly to the right audience on that album. I think it was a very interesting kind of blend of styles and uh I'm not sure that it was uh, that it really reached where it needed to reach. I think a lot of people that would have liked it didn't ever get to hear it because it wasn't marketed to them. So I think that was a better album, Love's Dying Wish, uh yeah. by Starbreaker. I think it was a better album than most people know because they don't know it. Um but uh yeah, I mean other than that sure, I mean there's a lot of things that I've done that I think uh that that I think should have done better than they did, but there's so many factors involved with that, so you know, no matter what happens music wise with the kids today, you've already been immortalized because you contributed to a video game. And today that's about as big as you can get. That brought me so many new fans. I mean that was a really cool thing. It was such a um you know, just literally it was a, a, you know, a day in the studio for me. Uh, between other days in the studio, and uh, I had no idea that it was going to create such an impact. And you know, I, I've gained so many young fans from yeah. that project. And you know, it was it was an easy thing. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I, I'd do it again if it came up. Absolutely. Yeah. That, uh, today, the video games are so interlinked, especially with music, with these guitar games and uh, these rock bands. And it's it's been good because it's brought a lot of young people into 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 rock and roll. So. You, yeah. you can't you can't complain about it because it's bringing a lot of young America July 27th, and you got the show coming up on uh, what is it July 30th here in New York? July July 30th, eight o'clock, Rockwood Music Hall, stage two. Stage two. We're looking forward to that. Tony. I really appreciate you uh, even taking the time to call in and hang out with me today. Why don't you give oh, me a new song you. off? The, give me a song off the new record. I'll get it on. How about uh, somebody told you? That sounds great. Tony.
There you go, a little mandate. I picked up the pace a little bit, and that's exactly what I like. Some good music. I haven't heard these guys in a long time. It's good to hear that again. All right, you know what? we got about 10 minutes for uh, the guys from Ruthless calling, so I'm just going to keep the, uh, keep the songs going here because we're going to have a lot of talking to do in a little bit. Uh, let me see what i got up next for you over here. How about a little Thunderfly? This is uh, an album that a lot, a lot of people uh, have uh, picked up at the time. The quality is not the greatest, but it's a pretty good band. Uh, let me see if I can turn it up a little bit so it doesn't sound too bad. There's a song called Heavy Fire. Bob, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Hey, what's going on? I don't know if we got Kenny or 
Yeah. Hi, Kenny. This is Ken. Hey, Kenny. What's going on? How you doing? How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Pretty good. What's happening, guys? It's been a while since we spoke. Yeah, it has. Just chilling out by the pool today. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. It's it's this has been yeah. a brutal summer. Yeah. Yeah. This has been hot. This is Mr. D. Sammy, what's going on, buddy? No, I'm not telling you about Mike. Uh, good, what's happening? Oh, not a whole lot, not a whole lot. We're just hanging out here, like Kenny said, by his pool, just drinking and having fun. <laughs> and who's got the life better than you guys? He does pay to be a rock star. Yeah. yeah. No, it don't pay to be a rock star, but it's awful fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a yeah, it's expensive trying to live like one. <laughs> well, that's it, man. I'm glad to have you guys back on. It's been a while. I know you guys have been busy over the last year. Had a little lineup change up recently. Uh, Jim is out. Steve's back in, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, Jim, Jim just had had a lot of things he wanted to do and stuff, and it wasn't it wasn't working out with us. So he he uh, he left, and uh, Steve wanted back in, and it is. But it worked out pretty good, I guess. You know, things happen. It's a, it's a different world today, different business. Yeah, but I myself, pers- I myself personally want to thank Jim Durkin. Uh, he stepped in and really made things happen. So, you know, hats off to Jimmy. Right. I think uh, you got your call on your team on the other line. No, I just lost him. All right. It's like you're still there. Get all four. You're connected. Yeah. Uh, Steve was trying yeah, yeah. to call in. I was trying to get him on, but uh. I guess he got disconnected. We'll try again when he comes Ah, I'd like to get Steve on. <laughs> yeah, he'll call back again. He probably just lost the signal. We'll get him back. How are things been going with the band lately? Oh, things been going great, man. Things been going great. We uh we uh recorded a few songs and stuff, and we got a lot of new material and everything. And uh, um, it looks like it looks like we're gonna we're gonna be doing some stuff with uh with the record label here pretty soon. So. Ah, uh, um, great. Excellent. Uh, you you got one of the new songs, in fact. Uh, I know that. I, <laughs> I do have it. I've been playing it. I'm going to get on when we're done. I think I got Steve connected finally. Steve, you there? I'm here. I had to get connected because the guys were talking bad about you. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, I've been talking about you since I got on here, dude. <laughs> yeah, we have to quit now that now that he can hear. We have to quit. <laughs> oh, don't stop. Don't stop just because I'm here. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I hear you about that. So, Steve, while I got you on, uh, before these guys uh, all jump and ran all over you, how's it feel being back with the band after all these years? You know, um, it kind of <laughs> hasn't set in yet. You know, it's it's uh, it feels great, but it's just it's kind of I'm kind of numb right now. So, I mean, after um, you know we go down and we we rehearse again, and uh, it, it'll it'll hit me. I mean, the the rehearsal we had, it felt great. It felt like twenty, you know, four years hadn't elapsed, and we took off right where we left off. That's great. That's good to know. Uh, I nice agree with that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing some stuff with Johnny again. And uh, what do you guys got? The festivals coming up uh, in the fall? Yeah, yeah, we got we got some. Uh, we're, we're playing. Uh, we're playing in in uh, Germany uh, on September 11th. We're playing the Sword Brothers Fest, and then uh, we're we're going to. Uh, in October, we're going to Italy and playing uh, the Play It Loud Fest, and uh, we'll be back in Europe again next year, uh, playing in Greece and Spain and stuff. So it's got to be great going over there all the time to these different countries and playing because they really appreciate what we do and you know what you guys do and what the music we love more so than over here these days. So that's got to be a good feeling. Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome. You're, it's you're like the, the, 
they're, they're the best. They're the best in the world, man. They're the best in the world. I, I love them. I mean, I I love our fans here, but I'll tell you what, they've kept it alive in Europe, and 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 it's it's like it's better than ever. Yeah, that's true. They they never let it die there. I mean, God bless. I wish we could have did the same thing over here, but uh, it is getting better. Just hopefully more people start showing up at the shows and you know supporting the bands where they need it because. If they don't, well, you know, where are you guys going to go? What are you going to do if we can't help support you? we got to exactly. support you guys to give us the music. Really? I agree. I agree. Well, Steve. Steve. You there? I'm yeah. Here. Jump in. There's way too many of you for me to call out individuals. You just jump in whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, as Where's as Ken? As far as playing over uh, overseas and stuff. <laughs> It you know it's going to be new to me because I've I've never been out of the United States so it, you know I'll probably be sh- in shock from it but uh, we'll see what happens. You'll get drunk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they have really they have really big ass beers that will like the alcohol content. Yeah, dude. yeah. Beer kicks ass. Beer, beer. You won't know you were there until you came back two weeks later. That's got to be good. What about trying to get on some of these new festivals they're having here in our country? I know it's nothing like oh. over there, but is there any oh. possibility of trying to jump on some of those? Bro, we'd love to come out and play on the East Coast, I'll tell you that. Uh, we we'd love to come out there. I've talked with a few promoters and stuff, and we're, we're, trying, we're trying to get away from booking the shows ourselves right now. We've, we've got, we've got uh, some people we're trying to work with and some management people and stuff, and, and, and hopefully they can get us out there. I'd love to come to, to New York, New Jersey area and just, and just tear it up, man. Yeah. I'd like to have you over here, too, because, you know, we've got a pretty good thing going here. I mean, every now and then, you know, uh, depending on who comes over, we're kind of going to get a big Oh, somebody's near the radio, aren't they? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, I think it's, I can hear yeah. It's, it's, if, you, if you and Kenny are on a, on a phone in the same room, that could be it, too. No, no, no. Kenny's hiding somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I had to get away from him. He's just way too loud. There's too much echo going on. I do want to play. That in real life is just here on the phone. Hey, Ken, that Sorry. echo is just the, the echo you hear is just the space between your ears, bro. <laughs> oh, I wanted yeah, to comment wow. on that uh, that echo because on my end it was sounding pretty killer. I don't know if you had an effect on or what, but uh... <laughs> you're just excited wow. to be back. You're you're hearing the stereo effect. That's what that is. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> So what do you guys know as far as new music goes? I know we got the one song we'll, we'll play right after we're done talking a little later. Uh, what else are you guys working on right now, music-wise? Oh, we just got we just got a lot of stuff going on right now. Kenny uh, and I have been working on a lot of tunes, and we can't wait to start listening to what Steve's got. I mean, I know Steve's got a bunch of stuff up there in that head, so I mean, he's a great songwriter. And like I said, we're glad to have him back. Um, but a lot of stuff going on. We just it's 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 uh it's just hasn't we haven't recorded a lot of stuff yet. Uh, we just wanted some people to hear what we're doing, and that's why we recorded a couple songs right now. So. Well, I tell you, if the rest of them uh, are like lacerations, it's gonna be gonna be sounding great, man. You guys didn't lose a beat at all. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kenny, man. Kenny's Thank the riff master. Kenny, Kenny, and. Uh, and you know, and 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 I, I want to also say, you know, Jim Durkin really did bring a lot to the table uh, when we first got all this going. You know, and and it's just really, it's amazing how this band's evolved. I mean, it's it's just a, for me personally, it's a thrill just to be a part of this, and you know, watching the progress of where we came from the reunion even being just discussed two years ago. It's it's really uh, we've done some really good shows. We played with UFO and Paul Diano and. 
uh, Neil Turbin band, the Death Riders, and it's just the, the way the band has progressed to this point is is pretty insane. You should just uh, yeah. say, Bob, you're happy to be with rock stars. I'm really happy to hang out with all you youngsters. <laughs> you rock stars. <laughs> yeah. How'd the Paul Diano gig go? I saw some videos of the, of uh, Paul. He didn't sound too good the last time around. Was he all right when you guys played with him? No, you know what? He's in his band. Kind of he had not. a lot of young guys in his band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he had Icarus Witch. Uh, uh, yeah. Ic- I think it was a lot of those Ic- guys playing. Yeah, Icarus Witch. Yeah. Yeah. It was a trip to see him, uh, you know. He, I hate to say it, but, yeah, we looked pretty old and just, I don't know. It was yeah, decrepit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, man, but you know, we went. I went. I, he was like in between songs, and I happened to come out of our dressing room. Um, we we and and because uh, I went, I went back there, of course, to get more beers because they're free back there and everything. But but uh, anyways, uh, I come out and and he's standing back back on the side of the stage and he's smoking a cigarette, bent over on on a, on a cane. And like coughing his brains out, and then he goes back out on stage. It's going, Jesus Christ, that's not Paul Diano anymore, man. Yeah, so. time caught up with him, you know. <laughs> but the guy's always playing. If you look at his thing, the guy's constantly playing. He's all over the world. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. You know, more power to him, dude. I mean, if you get the balls to get up on a stage every night and, you know, hey, who's, who am I to say, you know, you're too old or don't do it no more. I mean, uh, you know, if yeah. you're doing what you love, you just got to go for it. You know? Exactly. You know what's really, really funny, Mike, is that every show that we've done, and we've opened up for Hellstar, and we've done Paul Diano, and, and, and all these other bands that we've opened up for, and we have always had the best crowd, the most people, you know, and after we play, everybody leaves. It's like, wow. <laughs> That's, That's it. great. You know, like we need to get somebody, man- management-wise, to step it up and get us, you know, the money that we deserve. I mean, we're drawing a lot of people, you know. And the headliner band always gets their guarantee, so it's it's kind of weird right now. I I'm, I think we're headed in the right direction right now. It's just a matter of time to to get to that point and get the right people behind us and and, and negotiate, you know. Yeah, it, it's hard today. It's I mean, it was not that this was ever an easy business. You guys know better than anybody else over all the time you spent in it. But it's you know today it seems like we're almost going back to the old way where bands are gonna do it on their own again, you know. Yeah. Like the do-it-yourself method. Even even like you know. Really big artists are putting out their own record today. They just there's just nowhere for anybody to go anymore. The record industry exactly. It's like in chaos. It's a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing is, man, is not. I don't mean to interrupt you, Cam, but the whole thing is now is not is not even to put out CDs anymore, man. It's like it's like uh it's like uh to to get onto the to get to get on, on all the online stuff anymore, you know? Cause, yeah. Because people cause people are people are, are are just they they don't even buy the CDs anymore, so. It's true. I mean, you know, as great as it is that a lot of young kids are finding our music again, they'll just go on and buy that one song for ninety nine cents. They won't even exactly the whole record. Right, right. I mean, it's like five six dollars sometimes for a whole record. They won't even download it, and and that's the shame of it all. Because I never bought a record growing up saying there's one good song on it. That thing was played from start to finish. You know, every song yep. was just as good as the next. And you know, they don't they don't see that today like that. These kids, it's like, give me that one song and that's it. You don't, man. The first time, the first time I I, I bought Judas Priest, man. I, I bought Stained Class, and, and it was Stained Class, and it was like uh, I seen it from the from the name and just the al- the uh, the album cover, man. It was like shit. I want to see what these guys sound like, you know. And and uh, I I loved it from 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 the 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 first song all the way through, you know. Yeah, I, I have to disagree because my first album was the Osmonds, and I loved Puffy Love. So. <laughs> <laughs> what the shit have you done? Uh, 
Oh my God! Even the Tony Osmond and, and then Jack's gonna come out on stage in some Hello Kitty pajamas or something. <laughs> yeah, he's a little scary. God. And you know what's scary is all this shit is like now when we're when we're not all fucking drunk and doped out like we were in the old days, you know what I'm saying? And and these guys are still weird, you know. That's just it's all <laughs> the alcohol keeps us keeps us not not as weird anymore, you know. So yeah, it keeps us preserved, too. <laughs> exactly, we're just well pickled. I don't look a hundred, you know. So <laughs> that's good. Hey, speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> Another line. If it's concerned, they want to know if Bob found the drum tech yet. Um, <laughs> uh, no, because I'm, I'm I'm old school. I play uh, you know some ten plies. All my shit's really heavy, and there's a lot of it. I'm the reason why these guys have to have Marshall stacks. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of hard. They go, "You want me to do this shit for free?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, dude, you know, all the beer you can drink and, you know, whatever happens backstage, you know, stays backstage. So it's all That's good. right. It's like Vegas. Oh, it's, it's better than Vegas. You'll have to come to an afterburner. It's better than Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm heading out to California in May, so I'm hoping you guys are playing a show when I'm out that I come by and see you. Oh, oh yeah. hopefully we can get out to see you before then, man. You know, have you, we'll have, we'll have you, in fact, if you come out here, we'll have you, we'll have you, uh, we'll have you uh, introduce us, man. Oh, MC the whole that. thing. I'll, I'll tell you, i got to send you a couple of contact numbers for some of the clubs here in uh, New York and New Jersey that have put on a lot of uh, good metal shows. And yeah, I'm please do. Really that can help you guys hook up and get you out here because we're dying to have you out here on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, we the East Coast. That would I be cool. I'd like to hook up and do a couple of shows with Thunderbrew. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but those 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 are my boys out of Delaware, and they kick some serious ass. No, I never heard of them. Now that you told me, I'm gonna go look them up later on. And yeah, I'll, most. Yeah, they're, they're a great band. Great band. They are a great band, and the two of us would put on one hell of a show. That's for sure. That's good. You guys have been keeping busy out there, but for the last couple of months, we're getting a couple of shows in here and there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we have, we have. I mean, you know, we play in front of a hundred people here, fifty people there. It's like, you know, it's not like I said, like in Europe or the East Coast or something. But you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it is right now. I, I don't blame you for wanting to go to Europe all the time. Look at, look at what you get over there. I mean, you know, man, like a band like Manowar, they don't even play here in America no more. No, they don't. They got, they even have their own festival over there, man. Yeah. And then they go over there and play to thousands of people, and everybody's in the whole crowd with their fists yeah. in the air. You know, it's just amazing. Uh, uh, Joe DeMeo, he said, he goes, why should I come here and play in America in front of 100 people when I can go over there and play in front of thousands? It's just not it, it's, it's not worth it for him. He says it all the time. But, you know, Joey DeMeo is like the right hand of God, at least in his own mind. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Saxon's <laughs> yeah. another band like that. They came out for uh, Rocklahoma a year or two ago or whatever, but that was it. I mean, and then you look at them, they're you know, they're one of the greatest metal bands ever and they they never play in the States. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just a, it's just you know, it's just a financial thing, you know, today. It's it's rough trying to it's rough yep. to survive and make it. But I'm glad you guys are still going at it and, and putting out music. I had to go buy the re release uh of the album about two years ago when a couple of years ago you put the two songs on they never released songs just to get two two new songs on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the those are the uh first two songs that Bob ever recorded with us. You know, and and that's why we haven't recorded since. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny man, Mr. D. 
<laughs> I know that Steven had I I kinda overheard a little conversation between Steve and Sammy about Donny Osmond's drummer or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. We're talking about Bryant, man. Steve We're gonna get guy. him back. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bob Bob's here forever. Well, just, oh, Steve, are you still there? Right. I'm here, There's no man. way out for you, Bob. Yeah, You're yeah, in forever. Yeah, there he is. So, so you guys got to have somebody to laugh at on the road for you, you, you have the tattoo, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ruthless tat. I mean, but that's yeah. just how it's been for me since day one of this band. It's just, you know, I've been in bands and, and done a lot of things, and it was just from the very first time I ever played the first song with, with I just knew I wanted to be in this band. And and when the emails and the calls started a couple of years ago, I mean, I, I kind of got tipped up that Kenny was going to call me, and when my phone rang and it was uh, California area code at the time, I was living in Atlanta, I'm just like, I'm in. I didn't even say hello, you know, it was, there was no question. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, Sam, you also played in, uh, in Scott for a little bit, didn't you? Me, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so did Kenny. Kenny and I actually started Scarred. They won't say that, but <laughs> Kenny and I actually started the band. Oh, I um, remember Kenny being with them, right? No, Kenny was with the band. Kenny, Kenny just bowed out. He just didn't like what was going on and bowed out before before any before uh, we did any basically any kind of CDs or anything like that. So yeah, and I, I did one I did one CD with him and just you know it just wasn't hitting me. And and Jim asked Jim asked me to come and do some recordings with him and I did. So uh, we we put we put together a little project a little recording project called Blood Alliance and uh, it's uh, in fact you you should hear some of that stuff sometime I should have Jim send some to you it's a uh, it's total thrash oh I like to hear that that'll be good and just so like you know Bob don't feel left out I was reading a I forgot what book I was reading it was like an album review book and they praised his drumming in that book to no end oh I thought they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> and you weren't supposed to say that. That shit cost me a lot of money to get the dude right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the collector's guide to heavy metal with Martin Popoff. They wrote that how great his drumming was and how it elevates the band to a new level. What, heavy heavy metal relics? Is that what you said? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just reading that the other day. Came across. I was like, oh, "Look, they got ruthless in here. Let me go check it out." And they they praised them to no end. I was like, "Oh, look at that. That's pretty good." Bro. Okay, Bob, you can leave off the phone now. Your your head's swollen, so. Exactly. Ain't that big yet? I still just got in the refrigerator to get a beer, so we're not we're not that bad yet. You know what? Is the drum is the drum is always left out of everything in every band. That's usually because, because you know. That's usually because you know drummer, drummers just can't handle the front of the stage like you know us, us vocalists and guitarists you know. So yeah. <laughs> those that can play drums, those that can't either play guitar or sing or find something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get the front of the stage. Yeah. You can yeah. learn to play. You can learn to play guitar, but you got to be born to be a, a metal drummer. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. I've seen some, you know, bands that, and once again, if you got the balls enough to get up on the stage, more power to you. But then again, I'm in the back shaking my head, going, no, <laughs> you know. 
So it's it's hard, man. Yeah. Not, for, especially at my age. I mean, I have, a, I have my respirator on one side, and you know. So. <laughs> and he's got a and he's got a hose with a with a with a full a full uh, keg of beer on the other side. So <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's that IV line I got. Yeah, from. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call that? Right? Your bass player, Jack Black. Is he allowed to hang out with you guys? Because he never calls in. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> Told no more. <laughs> no, we love Jack. It's just you know, um, he's not very good when he went in during during interviews. Um, in fact, he's not very good at speaking at all. We we just we 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 we, we write down for him what he's supposed to say. So. Oh, <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, that was great. If he's listening, I hope he calls in. We love you, Jack. <laughs> He's going to call us afterwards. Oh, Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now, I got to tell you, I've been a big fan of you guys since way back in the day. You guys thought, I'm so glad that you're still playing and putting music out. What do you think a timeline might be for some new material on coming out on actual on record? Uh, well, once once we get in here and start start doing stuff with Steve full time, it, it could be could be hopefully by the first of the year i'd love to you know do be something by then so um uh, like i said me and kenny have got a lot of stuff we've been working on uh we've worked on some stuff with just the three of us with just me and bob and, and him and and uh and uh once once we hear what steve's got going i'm sure we'll get something together real soon so because kenny, kenny and steve are both great riff masters and and i love writing with them so yeah, my stuff, right melt, my stuff melts face, melts, melts flesh. So, just to let you know. So, happy good. Yeah, and people that don't, you, the metal without mercy. He was actually uh, worked. You worked with Bill Matoy. He recorded that with you guys, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Bill was a yeah. big name in the business. Bill's yeah, a big name now. You know, with him recently, <laughs> yeah. he even he sent us a message. He really likes the new song. You know, maybe man, we would pray to have him again as our you know mixer, engineer, producer. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he did a great job on the on the EP. I mean, the sound quality just he really brought out the band. I mean, ruthless is it's just in your face. Well, Bill Bill's a good friend, so hopefully hopefully we can get him for cheaper than he would get anybody else. You know, <laughs> I was listening, Bill. That would be good. Yeah, yeah you listening, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill. Yeah, money part of it, bringing these people in is an expensive proposition. You know, there was oh, yeah. I read the other day. Uh, somebody put it somewhere. I messed up on Facebook. And they were talking about the record industry and the money. And they were saying for every thousand records a band sells, they make twenty four hours for the whole band of every record they sell. Yeah. Right? And when you see the breakdown of it, you're like, why? Why do people even get into this business? They can't get into it for money, and, you know. And they were talking about all bands that just put out records that from the advances on down. They broke it down. And it was it was amazing, like the amount of money that a band would get for selling a thousand records, twenty and split that between four or five guys. You know what the whole thing yeah. is, man, is, is that is that in 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 you're not gonna make money in this business unless you're like a mega mega star and then you still may not make money. The whole thing is you're in this, we're all in this because we enjoy playing music, we enjoy bringing bringing pleasure to other people, you know. I mean it's 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 all there is to it. That's that's our pleasure. That's what we get out of it. I enjoy getting up there and seeing people singing 
the lyrics that I wrote, you know, and, and, and I'm, we're not going to make money out of it. That's why we're in this business is because we love what we're doing. Yeah, you have yeah. to be today. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason you have to do it is because you just still love doing it and, and writing and performing. Exactly, exactly. Live, that's why most bands, that's why most bands, they play live as much as they can because you, you enjoy it. And basically, you know, you make money off your merchandise too. That's about it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to make money somewhere. I mean, you know, you, you put all this time and effort into it. I mean, I always get upset when I hear about the people when they're, they're downloading this record, they're downloading that record. You got to it's, it's $10. I mean, you go to a bar, you pay that for one beer sometimes. At least in New York, you pay that for one beer. Yeah. Go to the record store. Go well, it's 12 bucks out here, so. I'm <laughs> making a lot of sense. It's true. It's so true. I mean, hell, I'll, I'll buy you a beer if you buy the album. You know what I mean? I would just yeah. like it. Just, <laughs> buy you a six-pack. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go you know what I'm saying? today. <laughs> Just to really know how many people truly are listening to your stuff, because there's so many avenues of people can hear you now, Facebook, MySpace, the, the yeah. Tweaker, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's, it's, there's really no way to track how many people truly listen to your music anymore, you know what I mean? It's it's just, it's. but then again, the shows we've been playing, the outpouring of folks coming out and, and seeing us has really kind of been an eye-opener. I mean, it, it's... Like Sammy said, it ain't the money. It's at the end of the show when you walk to the front of the stage and you see everybody in that room, you know, with their hands in the air and they know all the words. And, you know, that's 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 the paycheck. Yeah, that's a good thing too. I know you guys are uh, you're on that eventful thing with Kiss, trying to get to open a slot for Kiss, right? Where's that California? Oh, that'll be great. We got we got into that a little bit too late, I think, though. But we still have a lot of people voting for us, and if you're all out there, please. Log on and vote for us for to play in Phoenix for Kiss. <laughs> Opening for Kiss. Facebook ruthless, ruthless Facebook. Yeah, I'm gonna put that link up after the show is over. I'll put it up on my site for everybody to. Uh, awesome. Because nobody in this show ever comes into the chat room. It's only a few people that have other shows here and blocked. Everybody listens on their own. They don't like uh, coming and talking to anybody over here. But I'm gonna put that link up so everybody can see it when we're done. Again, you gotta give Gene Simmons credit. The man's a freaking genius when it comes to marketing. The shit that guy oh, comes yeah. up with is amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, Gene's Gene's uh, Gene's uh, a genius, man. I mean, anything that he can think to to make money out of, he's gonna do it. You know, it's like Ronnie Dio said one time that uh, you know Gene even invented breathing. So <laughs> I, saw, I saw that he also said that he copyrighted the word OJ because everybody says OJ instead of orange juice. Exactly. <laughs> Look at the new Dr Pepper commercial they got out. Sense now for saying that. But you know, speaking speaking of Ronnie Dio, I have to I have to say, you know, uh, I I I I love the man. I thought he was the greatest vocalist ever, and you know, um, we we uh, we lost we lost our Elvis is, is in this in, in in the metal you know in the metal industry as far That's as I'm true. concerned. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, it's true. It was, it was a loss. It was a big loss. But anyway, um, we're gonna. We'll. He'll always be with us, and you know, I mean, uh, I'd love to go up and I'd love to go up and just do uh, just do Ronnie Dio stuff on stage one of these times. So I think it'd be awesome. That <laughs> wouldn't be bad. Uh, you know, the Play It Loud Festival in Italy. We're playing with uh, the Rods, which is Rock Feinstein's uh, was an elf with Ronnie. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he's he's. Uh, the last to go on, we go on right before him, and then before us is uh, Dio's. Uh, Dio's right 
Oh, okay. That, that, that should be pretty interesting. It's a uh, Halloween weekend. Uh, oh, that'd be great. Raven's going to be there. There's going to be a lot of killer old school bands. Yeah, Ravens, Raven, Ti- Tigers of Pantang, Diamond Head. Wow. It's going to be a cool, going to be a cool festival. That is going to be great. Uh, Rock is a good friend of the show of mine. Uh, it's when you see him over there, tell him I said hello. I will. Several times before, and uh, he, he's good people. Him and I call two good guys. You know, that'll be cool. It's going to be pretty emotional, you know, the Dio tribute and then have his cousin's band yeah, play after yeah, us. You know, we're kind of yeah. wedged in the middle. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're pretty honored about that. And well, yeah, I, I'm kind of looking forward to see what songs uh, they're going to choose to play. So I'd love to play with the Rods out there and out there in Jersey or New York or something, you know. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. the, the Rods just, the Rods been, uh, the last couple of weeks, they've been playing all, out all over the place. So, like, you know, New York's a big state, and they uh, – I'm like in the city over here, and they they are like from upstate. It's like you know a couple hour ride from here, but they've been yeah. keeping it up up there lately, playing a lot of shows, and we got there's a lot of festivals going on like in the upstate uh, New Yorker area, like near Buffalo and Syracuse and Binghamton, and they've been headlining all those gigs out there. And from the looks of it and the pictures, they've been doing a pretty good show. You know, they're putting out a good show and selling it out, so that's a that's a good thing. Oh yeah, it's a real good thing. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'd love to come out and play the East Coast, man. I, I know I know you guys tear it up out there, you know, and and uh, we we we'd love to come out there and and and, and do some shows. Man, I love to have you out here. I'm working with a, a promoter from another band. We're putting on a festival called the Iron and Steel Festival in October. Mm-hmm. And Cage is going to be headlining that show. We got Cage to come out and headline. Oh wow! So uh, maybe I, I'll give a Ski a call from Faith Factor. He's the guy that's really doing all the legwork on it. This is the second uh-huh. one he's done. Last year we had a uh, Ross the Boss headlined and. Uh, a few other good guys. Maybe I'll see if he can get in touch with you by getting you on. I don't know how it's working, like, you know, with the money and all that. He's handling all that end of it. But uh, maybe I'll uh, have him reach out to you guys. Maybe they can work something out. That would be cool. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah it would be very Pennsylvania cool. to show, but it's out in Pennsylvania, near Reading, uh, Reading PA. Oh, yeah, Penn, we're, we're, uh, love Pennsylvania. We're I'd love to play in. We're playing yeah, with Cage in Germany. So. Yeah, Cage is a good band. Sean's, uh, Sean's got some chops on him. Yeah. I saw that. Actually, uh, uh, I just saw that Cage Cage has canceled the Sword Brothers Festival. They they will not be there. I just read that uh, two days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I guess we moved up another slot. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of playing an eight, we'll play a nine now. (laughs) They heard the the Ruthless is going to be there, so they said, oh, we're going to back out. (laughs) Scaring everybody away. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be Steve's first show will be the Sword Brothers Festival, unless we try to cram something in before that. But uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing the look on Steve's face. You know, we got some we, stuff coming up. Steve, Steve's got to do a show with us before then. We got to get yeah. Steve. We got to get Steve up on stage with us. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know what he's like anymore on stage. God damn it. <laughs> That's right, because you haven't played live yet together. Nah, you know what? I know it'll be the same. I mean, it it the uh, the first time we jammed together, it felt like it felt like uh, 24 years hadn't even passed by. It was it felt like the same. So Yeah, you know, that's that's what's good. In our minds, we still feel like, you know, we're 20 years old again. It's just the bodies where things are catching up. Yeah, I, I hope not. not. I was looking hard, down and, I, was, I was looking down hoping that my, you know, hasn't caught up. I've been drinking a lot of beer, so uh, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> one of the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking a shitload of these twelve ounce preservatives over the years. So. You've been preserving yourself. <laughs> yeah, these twelve ounce preservatives. You bet. And it's a good one, right? All right. Hey, guys, oh yeah. Ten minutes left in the show. I want to play a couple of songs and uh, get laceration on. So how about we wrap things up? 
Sounds good. Where can Sounds everybody good. find you guys on the internet? Huh? Where can we find you on the internet? Where's the best place to go to the info on Ruthless? Uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Or MySpace. MySpace. MySpace, it's uh, www.myspace.com slash Metal Without Mercy. Uh, we all have our own uh, MySpace page as well as uh, Facebook. So, you know, there's links to that goes back and forth. So, But anyway, I, I personally want to thank you for your support, man. You've had us on a couple times here, you know, recently, and we really appreciate it. And, and, and anytime we can, you know, anybody out there, if you go online, email us a club. Make sure you contact the clubs. Tell them you want to see us. Uh, you know, request Ruthless in your area. You know, and we'll definitely, you know, because, it, you know, like we were talking about, it's a financial thing. We want to do a complete swing through. We don't want to just hit one town and then fly home. You know, we want to, of course. you know, make it well, worth everybody's while. You know what I'm saying? So if we, if we don't all, if we don't, well, if we don't all show up, at least Bob will and he'll sign autographs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we only get enough money for one person, they'll be back. <laughs> oh yeah, I got three, I got frequent flyer miles on value crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'm gonna put you guys in touch with a few people from here in the, the tri-state area, the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and I hopefully maybe we can throw a couple of things together so it's worth your time out here. You know. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. By uh, a guy called Norman Ski. That's a uh, guy put on the festival here. Uh, you know, hook up with him and maybe he could do something. I know he's looking for one or two more bands. Uh, that would be great. We get you guys awesome. down in for that and a few other shows. You know, Matt, you know, in the area around that, it would be fantastic. That sounds good. good. Just, just, uh, just, have, just have him, just have him uh, either contact me or Kenny, and and we'll do I it. That sounds good, man. Guys, thank you very much, Bob, Steve, Kenny, thank you. Sammy. Thank you, guys. I appreciate. It. How about I play uh, Laceration, the brand new one? Sounds All great. right, Here's brother. Having All a right, guys. Steve, yeah, happy, love guys. you. See you in a couple weeks, man. Next week. Metal fans. Got to start making right. more noise, man.
There you go. That was ruthless. Laceration. I think Steven's still on the line. Steven, there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's going on? Oh, I guess I got to hang up. <laughs> yeah. I thought you called back to say something. I just like listening to the song. That's all. All right. That sounds good. All right, man. Thanks, thanks a right, lot. Steve, thanks, man. I'm glad to have you back in the van. Take care, buddy. Thanks. All right. That was brand new Ruthless. Man, tell me those guys haven't improved with age, huh? They're like a fine wine. I can't wait to hear more from those guys. And hoping, I'm hoping that I can get them over here to the New York, New Jersey area, uh, especially on that uh, Iron and Steel Fest. It would be great to see them over here. PAs, you know, right between the two uh, other states, and maybe they can grab a couple of shows while they're here. That would be fantastic. But how about we go back to some old school Ruthless? The Gates of Hell.
go, some ruthless gates of hell. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. I know most of the people don't come into the chat room in the summer. It's too much work, I guess, for them to type. They won't listen from the players. But thank you very much. It was a great show. Thank Tony Harnell from the Mercury Train, Bob, Sammy, Kenny, and Steve from Ruthless. Those guys are the best. Uh, I can't wait to hear some new stuff about them. That's going to be coming out real soon. Uh, this is what I got lined up for you this Thursday on the Metal Matinee, Timeline Running Wild. All right, we're going to start about an hour early this Thursday at 12 o'clock because I'm leaving for vacation right after that. I want to get the show in. Don't forget to tune in 12 o'clock. And next uh, Sunday night, who I got lined up? I got the guys from Luna Strager calling in and Heaven Below. All right, so we're looking pretty good. And don't forget, in August, got some great shows coming up. The boys from Anvil Chorus will be calling in, also Anvil Bitch. Uh, I got Tracy G. And uh, somebody else I just can't remember right now. <laughs> it's at the end of the month. Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's Ron Pickney from Overkill I have, so I'm not too sure. But I'll get back in touch with you on all that later on. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you Thursday at 1 p.m. How about we close things out with one of my favorite bands, a band called Satan, of Brian Ross on vocals, Trial by Fire. <laughs>
how we close things out. A little thing, trial by fire. I want to thank my guest once again, Tony Harnell, and all the guys from Ruthless, except for Jack Black, who never calls in. He's been punished. He's not allowed to talk. All right, go check out all those bands on the Internet. I'll have all the links to, the, to their sites up on my site right after the show is over. Have a great work week, everybody. I'll see you Thursday at 12 o'clock for the Metal Matinee and next Sunday night. Have a good one. Heavy metal anywhere. BlogTalkRadio.com and heavy metal mayhem.